All right, we're back again on the Hendo Hubbub here on Barbecue Chicken Alert. And it's time to ask a question. Are the down 0-2 Clippers the greatest team in NBA history? Wow, they did it again. I didn't think they could do it three times in a row. This time without Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers find a way to win another Game 3 in these 2021 NBA playoffs. And they do it pretty handily. Final score tonight, Clippers beat the Suns 106-92. The story of the night was the Clippers' defense, man. They showed up big time. We talked about how Devin Booker struggled in Game 2, but the Suns still found a way to win. He struggled even more in Game 3. He finished 5 of 21 from the field, 15 points, 4 turnovers, 4 fouls. Chris Paul as well, while he had 15 points and 12 assists, a solid return to the lineup for him. Also shot the ball for poorly. 5 of 19. Credit goes out to the Clippers perimeter defenders tonight. I mean, Patrick Beverly, for a guy who only dropped 8 points in 27 minutes, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. Stat line is not the flashiest thing ever, but Pat Bev was running all over the court tonight like a little rat, just chasing down Booker, chasing down Chris Paul, getting in their face, waving his hand in front of the ball. Just doing annoying and pesky things, and it seemed to frustrate Booker. Definitely Booker down the stretch, who picked up his fourth foul in the third quarter. And by the point that happened, I figured that the game was over. I mean, it was it was pretty much neck and neck until midway through the fourth quarter when the Clippers took about a 10-point lead. And once they took that, they didn't really look back. Let's talk about some adjustments that Ty Lue made. Man, those Game 3 adjustments that Ty Lue makes, they're just cheat codes. Today, he starts Terrence Mann and brings Marcus Morris off the bench as a sixth man. Kind of brings Marcus Morris off the bench to play center. And it worked. Marcus Morris, instead of Boogie Cousins getting minutes tonight, he was the guy seeing the action. And the advantage of having Morris off the bench, while you lose a little bit of defense, a little bit of size off your starting lineup, you get a guy who can come off the bench and not be prone to switches. Not be a guy like DeMarcus Cousins or even Zubots in the past who comes off the bench and just gets thrown into the abyss against Chris Paul, against Devin Booker, against Campaign. Morris had a had a solid night. Eight points, five rebounds. Definitely the best, best performance he's had since he had that injury in game one, was it? Reggie Jackson played fantastically again. This dude continues to play consistently great out of his mind that I did not think he could still keep it up but this dude drops 23 points three assists tonight on 9 to 17 shooting Paul George while he didn't shoot the ball that well tonight he finished with 27 points 15 rebounds and eight assists including a crazy half court bank shot three-pointer to beat the third quarter third quarter buzzer crazy shot that really uh if there was any any momentum any hope for the Suns going into the fourth quarter that three-pointer really uh, really was a dagger. I mean, it got the crowd electrified and kind of kind of kind of dampened the Suns hopes. When that went in, I was like, "You know what? This is the Clippers game." Also, a big shout out to Zubots. Uh, meets Zubots who had a fantastic game. It was interesting to see how how he was integrated into the game plan for game 3. There were a lot of pick and rolls centered around him and he was he was used on the offensive end more than he usually is. I mean, while he only he only made three field goals tonight. There were multiple multiple plays in the first half, especially where it was just him rolling to the rim uh, for a dunk, whether it be Reggie Jackson or Paul George, even Terrence Mann ran the offense a few times. 
in that first half. But Zubats also finished with 16 rebounds. I mean, him and Paul George combined for 31 rebounds. They made DeAndre Ayton look like, I don't know, not a center tonight. DeAndre Ayton was outclassed in the paint. And he finished with 18 points, which was the highest out of anyone on the Suns tonight. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 2 blocks. Not a bad stat line, but down the stretch, the Clippers just got more physical with him down below. Like I said, after game two, that's what I thought they needed to do. I don't know what the adjustment would have been. I, I toyed with the idea of maybe the Clippers just going full small ball and saying, screw it. We're going to deal with Aiden and just play the game that's been working these entire playoffs. But they adjusted and Zubots found a way to have a fantastic performance. 16 rebounds. Paul George with 15 as well. I just said that thing two minutes ago. I'm going to say it again. Same, same stat line. Mention it again. But this Clippers team, man, I, I don't know what it is. They they got fight, they got heart, and they continue to not shy away from facing adversity. Terrence Mann, I mentioned him briefly. He had a solid night, 6-8 from the field. Five rebounds, two assists to go along with that. Nick Batum, a guy who comes off the bench with only four points, three assists in 15 minutes, still in a block as well. Batum is just there when you need him to be. He, he appears out of nowhere, boxes out someone on the Suns, tips a pass, gets a defensive play when you don't even realize he's on the court. Batum is just a guy that one of the most underrated signings for this Clippers team in the offseason. I don't even think he signed in the offseason. I think it was in the middle of the uh, season or early the season, I remember, once he got bought out from, what was it, Charlotte? But this Clippers team was just firing on all cylinders tonight. Kennard. Hit a few threes off the bench. For the Suns, though, they they lose campaign, who twisted his ankle in a pretty uh pretty painful looking fashion in the second quarter. Campaign without him, I mean, it was all Chris Paul running the offense. Devin Booker tried to, but after that game one, it just seems the Clippers have his number. He's uh, he's he's been swarmed. He hasn't been allowed to be that central focal point. But now with Chris Paul back. He struggled tonight shooting-wise, but he didn't have a bad game. 12 assists, as I mentioned earlier. Game 4 is going to be pivotal, man. The Clippers have won both Game 4s in the past two series against the Jazz and Mavericks. I don't remember what the uh, Game 4 against the Jazz looked like, but I remember the Mavs was a blowout. The Suns want to win this series. you got to win Game 4. I mean, they can still win it if they don't win Game 4, but man, I don't want to be tied with this Clippers team which is how on fire they continue to be even after going down 0-2. Credit to Ty Lue, credit to Paul George, Reggie Jackson as well, man. Reggie Jackson is playing like an all-star. And this guy is going to get a $10, $15 million a year contract in the offseason, and he deserves it. Back on Detroit a few years ago, he was borderline all-star level. And now he's looking like his former self, but revitalized, shooting the three more, not looking scared. Man, if I'm a Suns fan, I'm sweating bullets right now. Shout out to Cam Johnson, who continues to shine off the bench. I mean, he's done it in three straight games. 12-ish points, a few threes in the corner, a few rebounds, a few assists. Only uh, only bright spot of the Suns bench tonight. Torrey Smith. <laughs> Torrey Smith. Shout out Torrey Smith, former Baltimore Ravens receiver. I combine Jalen Smith and Torrey Craig's name because they're right next to each other on the box score. Torrey Craig struggled. Etwan Moore couldn't get anything going. He didn't really play that much. And Dario Saric 
Well, he pulled in seven rebounds. He just continues to get, I don't know, nothing besides rebounds. But I guess that's what you want from him. Miles Bridges tonight. Not the greatest performance. 13 points. Six rebounds, two assists. He shot efficiently, but I mean, Bridges with Paul and Booker back in the lineup. I'm kind of sad because in game one, I liked seeing I liked seeing more of Miles Bridges down the stretch. But with Paul, Booker, and Aiton being back on the court now, I don't know where Miles Bridges is really going to fit in. And I think I think Booker especially, I think the Suns need to run their offense through Chris Paul after what we've seen on the defensive end from this Clippers team. Double and Booker, forcing pressure onto him, getting in his head. Booker has never really had to deal with big stages like this against a team with the defensive prowess of of um of the Clippers, I'll say. He has he has dealt and succeeded on big stages before. But I don't know. The amount of things that the LA continues to throw at Devin Booker, he just he doesn't look collected, he doesn't look like himself. He looks he looks stressed. I don't know if it's the nose injury from game two that maybe played a little bit in game three. He had to wear a wear a mask for this game. Shout out Rip Hamilton. Looked a little bit of a throwback to him. Actually, he had a, he called Rip Hamilton the day before the game to ask for some insight. That was a pretty cool story I saw on ESPN. Jay Crowder fouled out of this game. Minus 17 plus minus rating. Nine points and six rebounds. I mean, he shot 3-6 from three. But Jay Crowder defensively just can't really hang with Paul George. So, if you're Monty Williams, game four, I'm spacing the ball out a little bit more on the offensive end. I'm letting Chris Paul run the offense. I'm taking Booker off some more screens. Let him get some more spot-up opportunities. And, man, I'm praying that campaign gets healthier. Hope he doesn't miss game four because, I mean, they, they struggle. They seem lost without with Chris Paul on the bench and Devin Booker being just Double-teamed, swarmed by Pat Bev, getting poked, getting hands swat in his face. Without campaign, man, when Chris Paul's on the bench, it's just it's it's uh it's it's Thanksgiving dinner for this for this LA Clippers team. So game four, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough watch if you're a Suns fan because if you lose this game, I'm worried that you're losing the series. Even with Kawhi out, the Clippers continue to just dominate when they're shown any any hint of a any hint of a deficit in the series. All right, Hawks Bucks tomorrow. Game 2 in Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's going to take this game. I think uh Bogdanovich's injuries continue to going to hinder the Hawks. Trey Young, while well, I think he will play at an elite level, I think we're going to see some adjustments hopefully from Mike Budenholzer. Getting Holiday on him more consistently on the defensive end. But as good as Drew Holiday is, first all-team defense, first all-defensive team, there's only so much you can do against an elite player like Trey Young, who is arguably the best point guard in the East. I love Kyrie Irving, man, but with the injuries and everything, with the way Trey Young's been playing this postseason, I think I could put him above Kyrie at this point. So game two, I'm going to say I'm gonna say the Bucks win that. Bold prediction. Let's say uh let's say Chris Middleton bounces back and drops a 30-point game. I've seen some people on Reddit talk about that Chris Middleton's been pretty inconsistent. And I, I said it before for multiple games, whether it be in the uh in the second round, 
against that Nets team or even earlier on against the Heat. First round feels like it was months ago at this point. If Middleton shows up, the Bucks team is unstoppable. But he has these nights where game one he shot 0 for 9 from 3. And you can't you can't have that from your second star. But when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. He continues to put up shots no matter what, and I respect it. Like Dion Waiters said, I don't care if I go 0 for 5 or 0 for 9. I'm going to just keep shooting. So at the end of the day, I know I never quit. Whatever that random quote was. So, yeah. Bucks game two. That's my prediction. I cursed uh, cursed the Suns team in game three. I shouldn't have gone against the 0-2 Clippers. They're unstoppable. And they're they're almost better than the 96 Bulls and 20 2016 Warriors at this point from what they've seen. And they can do, if they can win three series in a row after being down 0-2 in the playoffs, I mean, they were the first team to ever come back from two straight series where they were down 0-2 and win both of those in NBA history. If they can come down and win three, I mean, Paul George, Paul George, man. Paul George, Reggie Jackson. Get some praise for them this offseason. I don't want to see no more playoff peace slander, especially if this Clippers team makes it to the finals. But even just what we've seen from Paul George in these playoffs, he's looked he's looked fantastic. Even on nights where he shoots inefficiently, coming off of game one where he missed, uh, game two, pardon me, where he missed two clutch free throws down the stretch that might have sealed the game or at least sent it to overtime if the Suns hit a three on the other end. He comes out and drops 27-15-8, including that crazy half-court buzzer beater to end the third quarter. Check out the highlight on Instagram. Barbecue Chicken Alert, Instagram, at BBQCHXAlert, daily NBA content, news, memes, and more. Last thing before we go, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Tyler, the creator's new album, Call Me If You Get Lost. Classic hip-hop album. Loved it, man. Loved it. Favorite tracks got to go to Corso, Lemonhead featuring 42 Doug. Uh, let's go with uh, Run It Up, Sweet slash I Thought You Wanted to Dance featuring Brett Fiaz and Fauna Hughes. And also Juggernaut with Lil Uzi Vert and Pharrell Williams, man. If you like Tyler, the creator, if you like rap, if you like any music, man, go listen to this album. Call me if you get lost, Tyler, the creator. It's a classic. It's a classic. Guaranteed. If you like the podcast, as always, follow, subscribe, download us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and more. Appreciate all the support y'all been giving us. Means the world. Well, I'll be back soon to talk about Hawks and Bucks tomorrow or today, depending on who listening to this, or in the past. Who knows? You could be listening to this a few weeks from now, going back, reminiscing on these playoffs, how crazy they've been. As always, peace out, y'all.